When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo! Welcome in to the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for hanging out. I am so excited about our guest this week. It's great when you have the opportunity to talk to excellence. And find out how excellence works because we're all trying to figure it out in our own lives. Kelly Amante Hiller, the head coach of Northwestern's National Championship Lacrosse team, is my guest on the pod. And we're going to get to her and her story in just a minute. I did want to let you know, obviously. We got to take care of our sponsors. We take care of the people that take care of us. Edrington Spirits, our fine sponsor, Noble Oak. Go and get their whiskey and their rye and their bourbon. And you know why you should do it? Well, it's delicious. Two, it's super classy. And three, for every bottle of Noble Oak that you buy, you are going to have a tree planted, and you can't beat that with a baseball bat. If you want to learn more about the, the, the message and the mission of Edrington Spirits and Noble Oak, you can just check out NobleOak.com. You can check it out on Facebook. You can search it on Instagram. You can search it on Twitter, and you can see what their mission is all about. Go order some. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Seek it out because it's quality stuff. So Northwestern hit me up and said, hey, do you want to talk with our lacrosse coach? And I'm like, yeah, I very much want to talk about Northwestern lacrosse. And I want to talk specifically with Kelly because, and we'll get into it, it's kind of where the interview starts. Like most people who were watching the 2022 Final Four in lacrosse, Seeing Northwestern there was like, it was really cool to see that. And then seeing how they lost. They lost a game to to North Carolina that was heartbreaking, was soul-crushing. I think they had a six-goal lead with nine and a half minutes left to go in the game. And North Carolina stormed back. And it was one of those things where... It's not often that you feel the the shift. 
Like you feel the momentum change and you're right. Like a lot of times we we think we're right in those moments and then a team settles down and everything's fine. This was one of those moments where you're watching that game and you see it slip away and you see the title like slipping away, the opportunity to win a title like slipping away. And it felt like there was nothing that Northwestern can do, that North Carolina was just not going to be denied. Seeing Northwestern's team bounce back from that, getting themselves in another position to win a championship and getting the job done in dominant fashion was extremely impressive, just like the resume uh, of Kelly Amati Hiller. This is their eighth national championship. Eighth as a head coach. She also is two as a player when she played at Maryland. So she's got 10 national championships. This is one of the most accomplished coaches in America, period. And her team this year, they lost the first match of the season and then won every one after that. It's wild. If you're hearing the maiden name, you're like, wait, is she? Yes. She is Tony Amante's sister, or I guess it was. it's more appropriate to say at this point that Tony is her brother. <laughs> no diss to one of my favorite Blackhawks, but check the scoreboard, man. Check the scoreboard. So you can imagine what growing up in that household was like, and in fact, we get into that conversation as part of our talk, but she was delightful. Here's the best part about this. So, you know, I usually schedule interviews for about an hour or so after I get home from doing the show. So I'm in my office, and I like make sure that the link is okay to the Zoom chat, and I usually will just open up the Zoom. Any time that I've ever had a coach to interview, whether it's an assistant coach about a Bears draft pick or um, a hitting coach talking to you about baseball, a basketball coach, no matter what, I swear, we had a, a set time and I knew that Kelly was going to be five minutes early. I just knew it. And that's exactly what happened. She was five minutes early, and so we were laughing. I said, oh, so we on coach's time, right? Like, you're on time if you're five minutes early. You're late if you're on time. And sure enough, she was there five minutes early, and it was great. If you want to know what it takes to win, if you're someone who's interested in what winning is like, or if you just want to know what it's like to be coached by one of the best, you're going to love this episode. Northwestern's head coach of lacrosse, Kelly Amante Hiller on House of L. I got to start at a sore spot here in this conversation. Okay. A year ago, I'm on vacation. I'm mm-hmm. out in Arizona. At, the, at that time, Northwestern's softball team was playing Arizona State. Oh, yeah. And I Sorry. went and I, I saw that. But I was on the couch because it was too hot during the day to go out and do stuff and I'm watching TV and I'm like oh wow look at this Northwestern lacrosse here we go mm-hmm. I'm watching the game against North Carolina and I'm like oh no like this is this is bad like things are starting to go bad mm-hmm. and I watched it all the way to the end and I know that that that's 
it's basically kind of like you guys' origin story for this year's team. Mm-hmm. What was that like? What was going through having a giant lead, losing a giant lead, and losing an opportunity to win a national championship like last year? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was really hard. It was hard to see the the kids had poured so much into it and um you know, had to leave our program because of graduation and and didn't have really another chance to uh, do that again. But with that said, I think that that we really, um, you know, made huge progress. I mean, a few weeks earlier, uh, we lost in the first round of the Big Tens or the, yeah, yeah, essentially the first round of the Big Tens. And, um, and then we lost our regular season game, uh, our last regular season game as well against Maryland. So, you know, to see how we far we came in just a short amount of time, um, I think that we felt like we tapped into something. Uh, we may not have done it long enough to sustain uh it at the end of those moments of that North Carolina game, we just didn't have the the full belief that we needed. And, uh, but I think that we were building something special. And um, I think leaving that was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of learning, but then there's a lot of motivation there that our players really took into the summer months and started working. And, you know, when we came back in the fall, it was a conversation of, okay, like this is what needs to happen. We need to build belief around each other, around what we're doing, and also just really find a place where we're so joyful in what we're doing. And that has to come uh, from us. It can't come from external things. It's got to come from what we do on a day-to-day basis. And, um, you know, it wasn't instantaneous, but day by day, our players like really started to buy into that concept and we started to build something special. And by the next opportunity at the final four, um, you know, I, I think the team was, just having such an unbelievable time. There was a great sense of belief and uh, we, we really rooted out that doubt and we knew what, what we wanted to do. We knew how we needed to do it. And there was just a, like a really full level of confidence and it was a lot of fun to be a part of. What was that ride back to school like for you? Like you're there, you're so close to it. You you know that you've got something that's building, but how do you get over the hurt of of that moment, the anger, the hurt? Like, what did it take for you to kind of get yourself back in a place where you can continue to lead, knowing how emotional a loss like that could be? I mean, honestly, for me as the leader, I felt like the losses that we had before that at the end of the regular season and the, and in the big 10 championship were, um, were honestly like more painful. And I felt really just like proud of our effort, proud of what, how we made changes so quickly, 
proud of the group and and how they really poured into each other at the end of that you know season and we didn't get ultimately what we wanted but it wasn't like a a level of devastation for me um i think for the players that weren't continuing the following year there there was that level of deset uh, devastation and, you know, just trying to support them and just tell them how much they helped us and how much we grew. Um, and, and it's not just them. It's, it's so many alumni before then, um, that have helped build this program back to, uh, this moment. And I don't take that lightly. There's so many people and so many families that poured into this and, you know, it's a hard thing. You don't always get what you want. And for us to, you know, really have that full dialed in belief this year, it was just really fun to see. And and we we never would have been in that space hadn't we had those experiences last year. Is there a moment in this season where, I mean, you you know, year to year, like when you talk about the type of recruits that you get, you know that your team's going to be good. But Mm -hmm. was there a point this season where you knew we're not just good, we're championship level good? Um, You know, I think that we started off the season, um, Isabel Skane, she was just coming back from her ACL in our first game. We we opened up against the number, you know, the eventual number one team in the country, uh, Syracuse and then we ended up becoming the number one team but um you know we we ended up losing that game by one um we had a few players out um and you know we really I think we were dialed in um but not even close to our potential and I think maybe four games later we played Boston College and it was the same thing uh, where we really, you know, we weren't at our full potential, but we we showed some incredible promise. And then we started to continue to build. So I wouldn't say it was like a moment. I think that Boston College game where we came back from a deficit and we won that game, the first one, that was a big, big moment where our program shifted the belief like we can beat we can beat the perennial powers we can do this we can get over that little hump where you know maybe it's those elite teams where we can we can beat them and i think once that happened then we got some players back full strength and then we started to to get stronger and stronger and um you know i think we really started to hit our stride in the playoff season and uh, that was that was incredibly exciting. And um, just again, just a, a fantastic group from top to bottom. Everybody contributed to it. You brought up Izzy Skane. What was it like? What did it mean to your team that she was back like healthy, healthy this season? Wow. She's quite a player, Izzy. And um, I think for us, um, you know, she just brings like a, just a fearlessness, um, a level of confidence that just permeates the rest of the team. 
And I think in addition to her, we had so many threats on the offensive end. Um, you know, you talk about another finalist for the Tuarton in Aaron Koikendall. You have Haley Radigan on the opposite side that, um, you know, has almost 400 points in her career. You've got, um, you know, Madison Taylor, who was the Big Ten freshman of the year. There's so many weapons. And I think that that was our strength. It wasn't that we just had Izzy. We had we had a lot of people, a lot of weapons. And then, you know, down on the other end of the field, you know, just our defense was quietly becoming uh, a key to our success. Um, at times when the offense wasn't clicking or they weren't at their best, the defense would step up and vice versa. So we truly were a complete team um, this season and and uh, really could win in, in a lot of different ways. And we did that. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, look, I'm not going to ask you to choose between all of the national championships that you have. <laughs> but I am curious, since you've won titles as a player and as a coach, how is it different for you with, with those two dynamics of winning one on the field and winning one as the coach? I think as a player, it's much easier. Um, I think it's like degrees of control, like – as a player, you have the most control over what's happening. So it's a lot easier. You can really put your mark on the game. And, you know, when when the game is on the line, you can make a play. You can, you can do it all. Um, as a coach, you can have a little bit lesser of an influence, but still a strong influence where you have to get – your players to believe that they can make those plays when the game is on the line and um, just really play with that level of fearlessness and excitement for what they have. Um, and then, you know, you, you you remove one more and it's like a parent or a fan and you really have very little control, you know, and it's, it's more anxious as, as a, 
a fan, you know, you just, you just kind of hope that the the right things happen and the stars align. And um, so I really enjoy coaching. I think it's a, a, a tremendous challenge um, as a player, obviously, like I loved being a player, but I think the, the being a coach is, is really that second best thing. And you can teach people how to really believe in themselves. And that's what you know, athletics is about is, is you have to obviously have, you know, strong talent, you have to have a work ethic, but there has to be that belief. And in a team sport, um, it's even more challenging because you have to not only have the belief in yourself, but you also have to have belief in each other and what you're doing. And uh, I really had a group that, that truly bought into that this year. When you're making the pitch to try to convince a young woman to come play at Northwestern, I know that they're interviewing you, right? Mm -hmm. What are, what are you looking for? What type of young woman makes it to Northwestern lacrosse? Well, I think obviously, you know, bright. Um, I think, you know, you have to be bright enough to be able to be successful in the classroom here and then on the fields. And along with that goes work ethic. Um, you know, most most of my student athletes are extremely hardworking. That's that's kind of my marquee. And so, you know, we don't shy away from telling our players that, you know, this is going to entail a lot of work, but we're going to have a ton of fun doing it. This is our passion. And we want people that are passionate about what they do, this game, getting an amazing education and, and playing at the highest level. Um, there's truly nothing better uh, to be able to couple those two things together. Um, and we want people that are going to be, uh, you know, a good teammate, a good person, um, really be able to, at times, uh, be willing to sacrifice uh, for the greater good of the the team. I think those are all the things that are important to us. And, um, you know, we, we don't sell crazy hard because we want people that really, it wants to be like a mutual respect. Because I think if you have that mutual respect during the recruiting process, hopefully that can stay during, you know, the time while they're there with you. With lacrosse, it's like this perfect nexus of the different mm -hmm. sports, right? You've got, yes. you've got hockey in there. You've got football in there. You've got soccer in there. You've got basketball in there. Mm -hmm. There's so many, you've got field hockey in there. Like there's so many different elements that go into it. I, I'd love to know what's your feeling on specialization for young athletes, because it would seem like, it would seem like lacrosse is the perfect example of I don't need you to specialize because I got to pull skills from a lot of different places to find a winning player anyway. Yeah, I'm really against it. Um, I, I played two sports in college. I played soccer and lacrosse and um, was able to be an All-American in both. And I know that times were different then, but I think that – you know, the more skills you develop, the more sports you play, um, you're going to stay healthier. It's like, you know, you see less injuries in a triathlete than you do in, you know, a long distance runner. Um, and that's because they're training different muscles. They're training, you know, different systems. And I think it's the same thing. Like you can bring your basketball skills to the game of lacrosse. You can bring your soccer skills. You can, you can bring it all. So um, I think it is an unfortunate part of our society that, 
you know, everyone's trying to kind of get to that same place. But I think that when people realize that, you know, as long as you work hard and you have, you know, a great, great mindset and, you know, you, you can develop. And I think that's what we've done well here at Northwestern is that we haven't, you know, we haven't taken the top, top, you know, talent in the the pool every single with every single recruit, I, I think that we look for potential and um, potential is driven by work ethic, um, you know, and, and just understanding, okay, did that player play lacrosse for uh, seven, seven years? Have they played for 15 years or have they played for two years? And just assessing that, you know, where are they at right now? Okay. They played lacrosse for two years. They're at this space. They're, if they have the work ethic, work ethic and the mindset, they're going to go here. And I think most great coaches kind of understand that. And um, that's something that we leverage heavily at Northwestern, just because that's the place that I came from. I was a, you know, multi-sport athlete. I played everything. I played ice hockey, baseball, softball, lacrosse, not until I was in ninth grade and soccer and basketball and, and all of those skills really helped me and and all the backyard play not not to mention that I was able to do with my siblings and you know the neighborhood kids those really helped me develop so you know I think it's it's hard because everything is schedulized and and uh you know there absolutely is some serious benefit to playing with the best players but I think that, you know, players that ha- that diversify as well have so much potential. And there are there's a lot of coaches like myself that believe that. So long drought between championships. Mm-hmm. How did you stay invested and motivated in what it was that you were doing? Yeah, I mean, I think I stay invested and motivated just because I'm a very competitive person and have a lot of pride in who I am and what I represent. So um, I always put full effort into everything that I do. Um, But I think, you know, for us, one of the things that was challenging is that when you win and you're so successful, um, you know, you tend to put a lot of pressure on yourself to match that effort, match that uh, scoreboard or or whatever. And, and I was doing that after, after we had won so many championships and it just became uh, more obligatory than anything. And, you know, I just kind of had to step back and look and, and just say like, why do I, why do I do this? Why do I play this game? Why do I coach this game? Why do I work at Northwestern? Ask myself some of those hard questions again and really just reinvent, reinvent who we were, uh, what we were trying to do, how we were recruiting. I think that, you know, when I started coaching to where I am now is a very different generation of, of student athletes. And so we had to learn, relearn what we were doing and, and change our style. And, and, um, I think that was exciting to me because I think just trying to, keep winning was just an obligation. Whereas like trying to get better and trying to reinvent myself, that was an exciting thing. And, you know, that's something that we, we did really well. And it was a long, long process with so, so many people involved. 
Um, but it's it's kind of exciting to see uh, that we were able to get to the top of the mountain again. And, and um, you know, if we never do it again, then great, we, we did it. But um, I, I would just say that that's where my focus continues to lie is just getting better, um, reinventing ourselves, continuing to uh, get excited about what we're doing, because that's when I'm, I'm at my best. My athletes are at their best. At family functions, are, is competition even allowed? Because <laughs> with this family, I I don't know if, if a house is big enough to hold all of the competitive fire in this family. So so is are there rules about like what happens at Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything else? Like are board games banned? Like what? <laughs> walk, walk me through it. Yeah, I mean, I I think when we were younger, it was like someone always was going home crying, usually me because I was the youngest. And uh, I would always whenever I did really well, uh, my brothers were just resort to physicality to, to be, <laughs> um, and I would end up going home crying. But I think that's really my edge to be honest that's where my toughness comes from so I'm so grateful for them and and how they pushed me in the backyard and um but yes I mean I can remember even when we got older it's like we we would have like tennis tournaments that were supposed to be fun and and they ended up heated (laughs) so uh I would say yes it's pretty competitive um and probably not a good idea for us to to have any kind of athletic event together (laughs) yeah but but someone can bring 11 trophies to to the house now just put them on the (laughs) table and just say yeah well look at all of this look at all look at what we got going on here this is a pretty good yes yes I mean uh obviously that's that's been an amazing experience my my dad used to used to always say that I was the best athlete in the family but um I my siblings have achieved so much um they were all fantastic athletes at at the highest level and um you know I really owe everything to them because they taught me the way um and you know they they really taught me how to work hard and and be tough and believe in myself and and uh, my parents are obviously a big part of that too but I felt like I was always looking I always had such great role models to look up to and that's that's really really important Kelly thanks for your time I really appreciate it congratulations mm-hmm. like this is a great run and a fantastic redemption story after what happened last year continued success and and thank you for being on the pod yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And go Cats. I love when coaches talk about specialization. I'm so happy to hear her talk about it in the same way that I've heard other coaches say it, how it's it's so important that kids play different sports because of what I, – I think she just made one of the best arguments too, by the way when she's talking about like decathletes being less injured than marathon runners because they're not overtaxing one muscle group. They're working a bunch of different muscle groups. Think about any time that you've gone to physical therapy and it's like, oh, well, you're overworking your quad, so we need to strengthen your IT band and we need to strengthen your hamstrings. 
that's what I lo- oh, God, I love talking about stuff like that and hearing from coaches because it, it, it's just important to me that parents hear that sort of stuff. The other part is like that run that she's gone on at Northwestern and Northwestern lacrosse has gone on has been absolutely astounding. And I'm so happy that we had an opportunity to to kick back and talk about how you build something like this. And now she's got eight total national championships at Northwestern. And then she's got a bunch as a player. Like, it's really ridiculous. Eight as a head coach, two as a player. You know, that's why I was joking with her about her and her brothers and many of you who are listening to this podcast know intimately about Tony Amati, but here's his sister out here doing it real, real big. So big thanks to her and thanks to Northwestern. I really appreciate it. Like they off. They said, Hey, would you like to talk with our lacrosse? Coach? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Cause I love to know how successful people do what they do. And she's, I mean, I'd have to really sit down and do the math, but I, I don't think there's another coach in any sport in the state on the collegiate level that has as many titles as her. That's wild. It's really wild. Like one of the most successful coaches in Illinois sports history. So I'm glad that she had time. And I thank her for her time. I thank Northwestern for making her available. Noble Oak, they are a partner of House of L. And whether you do rye or bourbon or whiskey, they got you covered. You should go and check them out. If you're on Facebook, Noble Oak, look it up. You can go to NobleOak.com. They're great on Instagram as well. Edrington Spirits houses all of the fine, fine alcohol that we talk about here on the House of L, and we are so happy to partner with such a a great organization that they're giving back to through Noble Oak. They are planting a tree for every bottle of Noble Oak that is bought, and that's the type of organization that we like to align ourselves with here at House of L. So we appreciate them and their support. We appreciate you for listening to the podcast and. Maybe learning something that you didn't know you needed to learn. That was a lot of fun, and I'm so, so happy for Northwestern Athletics, Northwestern Lacrosse. It's been a really successful year for Northwestern Athletics. Yes, I know the football team struggled, and football team's a moneymaker, but men's basketball did well. Women's basketball was okay. Women's softball was right there again. And women's lacrosse wins a national championship. Women's soccer did well too. I mean, like they they had a really good season at Northwestern this year, and you get to cap the school year off with a national championship. That's badass. So thanks to Kelly Amonti Hiller for being on, and I will talk to you next time. Peace.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.